There we go. Okay, so today's daf is daf chaf. Page 20 in the Helege Mesechas Gitten, and we are up to Omar Rav Chizda. Omar Rav Chizda, this is uh, six lines from the top of the Omud. Get Shakasfu Shaloy Lishma. All right, we all have the place. Omar Rav Chizda, Get Shakasfu Shaloy Lishma. So yesterday, Sugya had a big focus on writing on top of writing or writing that perhaps even sinks into the parchment, like if you have parchment that's coated in gallnut, and then you write with gallnut, so it's kind of like invisible ink, kind of ends up uh, going away. So different halachas pertaining to writing on top of writing, and now we're going to get back into the sugya of writing a get lishma. So here we go. Omar of Chista, six lines, Seven lines. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six lines. Six lines on the top of the Yomar. Amr of Chizr Chizr says, Gatcha Kasu Shalai Lishma. If you forget, that's written Shalai Lishma. Vehever love Komos Lishma. And on top of the ink, you hire a scribe, or you did it yourself, and you took Komos, you took black ink, and you wrote over it Lishma. You hit us Gishmak. So you have a get Shalai, you have a regular get. You found a get that said uh, Ruvain and Leah. And punked it happens to be your name's Ruvain and your wife's name is Leah, and you're like, hmm, you know, maybe this is a good idea. Let me give it there. But you know the halacha that it has to be written for the two of you. So you know what you do? You trace over the letters. And when you write on top of the letters, you do it Lishma. Alright. So this brings us to the Machlaikas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon. Titania, what does that mean? What is the Machlaikas you written in the Rabbanon? Titania learned in if somebody has to write the name of the Rabbani Shalaylam, and your kavana was to write the name Yehuda. Okay, now the name Yehuda is Yud and the Hey and a Vav and a Dalid and the Hey. See, here we go. So what happened was like this. You're supposed to write Hashem's name. You, this, you you mess up in your mind and you intend to write Yehuda. But guess what happened when you wrote Yehuda's name? Imamish Siata Deshmaya, you forgot the Dalid in Yehuda's name and it ended up being the Shem Hashem. So you were supposed to write the Shem Hashem. You intended not to, but Lamaisa you did. Okay? So the Tov hit by Dallas and you didn't end up writing the letter Dallas. So what do you do? Mavrlov Komasumakadshay. You should go over it with ink, and by going over it with ink, that makes it kadosh. That that uh, corrects it, makes it holy. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. However, the Chacham say no. Ein Hashem min hamovcher. That uh, this is not the proper way to write Hashem's name. Right? It's not the proper way to write Hashem's name. So tr- just tracing over it, say the Rabbanon, is not proper. says, Maybe the Machlaikas by get, whether you could trace over it, is actually a different Machlaikas than the, this uh, whole Shaila, whether you wrote Yehuda or Yudke Vavke. Why? Maybe the Rabbanon say by the Shem Hashem. They didn't say it's puzzle. They had an interesting expression. What they say? They say, That's not really the way to do it. Now, what, is, what do they mean by that? Maybe it means because it's that this is my God and I'm going to glorify him, which means you should do it in the best possible way. Don't be tracing over the names. And over here, 
when you intended to write the name Yehuda, and you wrote the Shem Hashem instead, eh, there it's not ideal. But maybe, by the case of Get, maybe the Chacham would say it's okay. And therefore, there's, no, there's not necessarily a similarity in the Machlaikas, in Rabbi and the Rabbanon, being the same Machlaikas as, um, as uh, what Rav Chista wanted to say is um, a get concerning Shalai Lishma and tracing over it. Okay, Seder. Bottom line, the two Machlaikasim do not necessarily go hand in hand. Amar Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, Wow, I could passel up and he get in the world. Chevra, this is a major sight in life. It's not difficult for people to find ways to passel everything. It's hard to kosher things. Not so hard to, uh, to passel things. Rechitz is saying, I could figure this out. I could passel things up if I wanted to. The Ella, I'm sorry, Nachama. Oh uh, yeah, Rav Chista says I can passel every get in the world. Amalei Rav, Rav says to Rav Chista, my time, huh? what does it mean you can passel up any get in the world? Ilay, maybe it's because Mishum Dechsev Kosav, it says he's got to write it for her, and over here, she's writing it, okay? What does it mean that, what does it mean that she's writing it? Because it says in the Torah, the Kosav law, he writes it for her, which means that it always needs to be the husband's. Always the husband has to own. It needs to be the husband. And over here, she is the one writing it for him. Why is she the one writing it for him? Because very often, the Chachama the, made Xera, and this was Mishim Agunais. We didn't want there to be Agunais, that the, the wives are the ones who are going, Rashi explains, the wives were the ones who paid for the parchment, and they paid for... Uh, they paid for the ink, and they wanted to do this, not to put an extra expense on the wife, but so <clears throat> that the husbands would not have any excuse, financial excuse, to not write again. Be like, I can't do it, I push it, I can't hire a cipher. We like, oh, one second, the wife will pay for us. They, they made it, that the women were the ones who hired it, and again, it was Mishum Agunas, it was to save for, for Ming Agunas. If you're going to tell me that that's why you could possibly any get, because here, it's the wives all along, that can't be the problem. The same way the Rabbanon say that she is the one who should be paying for the cipher, the Rabbanon could also say that he's the one who owns the get. Right? There's a rule called, uh, that Hefker bez than Hefker. Anything that financially, anything that Bezin decides a person owns, uh, he owns. So that's not a reason why Rav Chista would passel up every get. Rather, you'll say that he has to give her the get, okay? And over here, maybe it's not considered that he's giving her anything. Why wouldn't it be considered like he's giving her anything? So the assumption here in the Gemara, the Mepharshim explain, is that a piece of parchment that has the proper writing on it for a get, just, just really needs that hareyat muteras adam with some signatures. You could have parchment that is worth less than a shavapruta. It's less than the value of a pruta. If you're going to tell me since it's less than a shava pruta, you're not really giving her anything. It's not considered a nasina. Doma nasina geti. Maybe all you need is the giving of a get. Doesn't need to have value. And teda, and I'll prove it to you. And says the Gemara, teda, and I'll prove it to you. The sholchu meitam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael. Kosvu al Yisuri If somebody writes a get on something that's usher no, and on something that's forbidden to benefit from, it has no value. Still kosher. It's still going to be kosher. So you see from over here, a get does not need to have real value for it to be called a nisina.
Okay. Now, according to this, we could go back to Rav Chista's statement. He says, I could passel up every get in the world. I, we said, how could you passel up? Because worth a shavar pruta, it's not shayich, because it doesn't need to be worth a shavar pruta. Okay. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Shochumi told me, sent from Eretz Yisrael, Kosvu al Yisurya, no, if you're ready to get on Yisurya, no. Kosher is still going to be valid. Amr of Ashir, Rashi says, Afnan Amitanino. We also learned in our Mishnah, La Loshal Zayis. You can even write a get on the leaf of an olive, of, of an olive branch. So you see very clearly our Mishnah Paskins. It doesn't need to be written on anything that's worth a Shavar Pruta. Says Gemara, no, you wouldn't have a proof from the Mishnah because Doma, shiny, Allah Shal Zayis. Maybe an olive leaf is different. The Chazi Le'itz Tarufe. Because an olive leaf can be combined with other things which will lead it up to the value of uh, of ultimately a um, a, uh, a a pruta, okay. If you put together uh, uh, multiple leaves, so Rashi says, like you could take all the leaves and combine it for a pillow. You could take all the leaves and make something comfortable with it, um, but something that's usher bahana, something that's forbidden to benefit from. Even if you combine all the things that are forbidden to benefit from. It's not going to allow anything. It's still going to be forbidden to benefit whether or not it has the value of a shava pruta. Tanya, we learned in a brisa, Rebbe Omer. Rebbe says, Kosval Yisrael, now if you're ready to get something that's forbidden to benefit from, kosher, it's still going to be valid. Nafak Levi, Drosha Mishmei, the Rebbe. Levi went out and he gave a Drosha in the name of his, uh, in the name of Rebbe. The Laikal Sua, and the Chachamim were not, Laikal Sua means they did not uh, praise him, which means they were not happy with, uh, with his, Psak. Mishmei the Rabbim. And then he went and he said this in, in front of the Rabbim, which was amongst the other Chachamim and the Kalsua. And they said, Takada, this is the Halacha, Alma. You see from Hill, you see from here, Hilchasa Kavasei, that the Halacha Taka follows Shitas Rebbe. That Kosva Isuria, no, it's still going to be kosher. So that seems how we're going to Paskin. You mamish don't need the parchment of a get. To have any value, what you need is that a get is handed over. Okay, beautiful. The rabbis learned, and so should we. The kasab, the husband writes a get to his wife. What does that mean? It cannot be engraved. Meaning there has to be writing, there has to be ink. You can't just scratch it into something and say that's a get. Says the Gemara, you're going to tell me that scratching in is not considered writing? But I mean, that's a contradiction. One second, look at this. If you have an Eved that uh, goes out, meaning he, he goes out from under the ownership from a uh, document or wording that's written on a t- tavla, which is a board, upinkis, or a, uh, some sort of tablet, it's like a rock, he is free. But you can't go out. With any sort of writing that's on top of a hat or an anduchtri. Anduchtri is like jewelry and things of that sort that, uh, that people wear. But the bottom line is, you see that if you just etch, etch a sketch, if you etch letters into something, that would be considered writing. And if it is considered writing, why don't we say that it's a valid get if you engrave, uh, if you engrave those words? I don't understand the brisa. Amaru Amar Avelazar, like Kash, no question. It depends how you're etching it out. Okay? Which means, means that if you 
get ready for this. There's two ways to make a letter or words noticeable. Either you can carve around the letter, so the letter remains, and that's how you notice it, or you can etch the letter itself and leave everything around it. So when you carve out around the letters, and then the letters, uh, and then the letters C, it's not a valid get because you didn't write the letters. What you did is you carved around the letters, and then the letters appeared by themselves. You didn't mama scratch a letter. But if you were to scratch a letter, you scratch an aleph into the wood. That's considered writing, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, If you carve around the letter and leave the letter, it's not a kosher get. Uh, meaning, now why would it be a kosher get? Because it's not considered a ksiva, it's not considered a writing. Is that true? I mean, that's a contradiction. We know that the Kayin Gadol wore a tzitz on his forehead. On the tzitz it said, Kaidesh Lashem. This is holy for Hashem. Now, the letters Kaidesh Lashem were part of the gold plate itself. How did we bring out the letters Kaidesh Lashem? So we said, we didn't push it in, rather it was stuck out from behind. So you see from over here, if you stick it out, it's protruding from behind. What's causing the letters to be noticed? What's causing it to be noticed? The fact that the area around it is lower, not necessarily because the, the letters itself are, are sticking out for the, uh, for the visual. Okay, so you see from over here that even if it's protruding, even when it's sticking up, it's still considered a writing. Doesn't mamish need to be engraved? Either way, it should be considered writing. It should be a kosher get. Answers the Gemara. like No, kaidish lashem was like uh, golden dinners and not like golden dinners. Meaning of the pilot. It looked like the same way they would turn golden dinners into currency. Like kedinarizav tiluhasam teiches by dinarizav. It was it was uh, sticking up. But hach over here by the um, by the. Um, by the tzitz. So it was Yerechais, it was actually uh, engraved. Okay. And since you mamish engraved the letters themselves, that's why we consider that to be a writing Gavaldic. Okay. Really fascinating, uh, fascinating sugya. And this is very, very choshev about what's considered a writing. Do you need the, the letters itself being etched? Or is it, or is it even called writing when you do something around the letters so it leaves the letters remaining? Okay. I was, I was thinking that sometimes you got to do this to grow, right? Sometimes in life, in order to develop and come closer to the Rabbi Shalom. So sometimes you got to focus on what you got to do. Focus on the letters themselves and you engrave it and you just go, you ignore everything else. Then there's other times where we grow by removing things around the, we make sure to place ourselves in the good environment that we're in. We're not necessarily directly going for gold and, uh, and etching in the letters itself, but it's enough. You put yourself into a kosher, uh, good environment. You make sure you're around good people. You clear out, you clear out the, uh, the thorns. You get rid of the area around it. And very often, just by putting ourselves in a good environment, the kaidash Lashem, the letters of holiness to Hashem in our lives, really can uh, shine out. And we have to, you know, this is something to, to, uh, to contemplate and think about that when, when we're trying to work on different areas of Avedas Hashem. 
which one, which area of this, you know, which style is going to be the most effective. Amar lay Ravina Ravashi. Ravina said to Ravashi, Rushma mechratz charitz. Oi kenufe mechnef. All right. The, the dyes that they would use, okay? How does it work? How does it work? Does it work by making an imprint? Or, which means you push the letter itself. Or does it work by pushing around the letter and therefore you're only left with the letter? All right, we want to know how that works. All right, now what's going to be an afkamina if you hold that pushing around the area is not kosher and you have to push extra letters itself. So then this would be a big practical nafkamina and halacha. Amar he says to him, mechratz charatz. Okay, that you're not actually making the color of the letter. You're just putting colors around the letters. They say that's a challenging question. The Kaidesh Lashem was not, the letters were not pushed down. In other words, the letters were not made directly. Rather, they protruded, they were made indirectly by pushing down the rest of the gold. And if you're going to tell me that when you dye these coins, that it's pushing around the, uh, the area, the problem is we need that well, we need that it has to be a writing, which means the Kaidish Lashem on the tzitz, it says in the Torah, it must be a writing. You have to make the actual letters, Veleka, and you're not doing that. So how can it possibly be that you're pushing around the area around the letters and not the letters itself? Why it's not possible. It says you mamish need to write it. It's not that writing is left after you move everything else around. And so the Gemara again, Kidinarizov, it like Kidinarizov. In some way it's like a gold coin. And in some way, it is not. What does that mean? Kid dinarizov, the violet. It protrudes like dinarizov, like a dinarizov, the luhosam, megavoy. Over there, it's protruding from the side, vahachame avroi. But over here, by the Kaidesh Lashem, it's, it's uh, uh, sticking out from the, uh, the opposite side of the letter. What this means is like this is gishmak. There's two ways to make a letter protrude. Listen closely, it's gishmak. Think about this. You can make a letter protrude by pushing down on all other letters of gold, on, on all the other area of gold besides for the letter. That's one way. That's what we've been discussing till now. That's not going to be good in Kaidish Lashem on the tits. So what they do by Kaidish Lashem, the, they went to the backside of the gold and they pushed out the letter itself. So instead of pushing down the gold around the letter, they mamish caused the letter to protrude. So they engraved it on one side which caused it to protrude on the side that we want to see it. Hence, they mamish wrote the letter. It's not left after we push on everything else. The letter itself was what was focused on that would be considered a ksiva. Abominated Rav Amir Nachman. Rav asked Shiloh searching for information from Rav Nachman. The person writes a get on a, on a, uh, uh, a sheet. Of gold, the Yamarla, and he says to his wife, Yeah, this get is also the value of your ksuba. So I'm giving you the get, and this is your ksuba with it. Yeah, I'm killing two birds with one stone. Mahu, what is the halacha? Meaning, can his ksuba be considered the get? There's an interesting shaila that came up. They say about Baron Rothschild, he once, he once uh, made a kiddush. On Shabbos morning, he invited the Gansa Kehillah to a fancy schmancy Kiddush. Rebitzik Zoberstein brings down the Shiloh. 
and uh, everybody came and they had a fancy schmancy silver goblet and there was no food on the table. And he made, he made Kiddush. Everybody's wondering, where's the food? And uh, how's he going to be Yitzhi Kiddush? So he made Hagofen, he made Kiddush. And after he drank the wine, he said a Mezoinus and he bit the cup. And it turned out that the cup was a fancy cookie. The cup was shaped like a fancy cookie, coated in edible silver. So, so he, he, that's how he was Yitzhi. The, so the Shiloh was, can you make Kiddush in such a cup? A cup that's meant to be eaten. Is it considered a permanent cup? Is it considered a temporary cup? Interesting Shiloh. Right? But over here, his cup was, uh, his, his Kiddush was also the Mezainus. So here what this guy wants to do is he wants to take the get and turn it into the ksuba. So, so what's the halacha? Can, can, you know, can, it be, can the ksuba come along with the get? Amalei says to him, no problem. No problem. She got her get and she got her ksuba. That's a challenging question. He says, take your get and whatever's written on the get is a get and the rest the, the rest of the gold that's on the sheet is going to be considered your ksuba. In other words, what he says, like before we said he wants the get to be the ksuba. Now what he's doing is like this. He's dividing the sheet of gold. And he says, the area of the gold that's not with the letters, that should be your ksuba. But the area of gold that is the letters will be the get. Say, that's her get and the rest is her ksuba. Now, one second. Didn't we just say that the whole thing could be her ksuba? What's with this new situation? This new brysa? Only the area around it. Right? Why does he got to do with that? Says the Gemara, time Dikashar. The reason why it's a valid ksuba is because there's part of the get, there's part of the gold that, that there's no words engraved on. Halakashar. But let's say there's nothing else there. Light. Seems not a valid get. You can't, and, and it's not considered payment for the ksuba. Says the Gemara, no. The would be that it's considered a ksuba and a get together either way. So why does the Brisa say to divide it? Even though there's other part of the sheet of gold that nothing is etched on, if he tells her this is her ksuba in, then it's her ksuba. This is beauty. If a husband gives a wife a get on a sheet of gold worth $100,000 and he doesn't say this is your ksuba, the Allah is, they're divorced. They're divorced, and um, it's not considered her ksuba. He gave it to her like that. My time out, why? Avira de, Avira de Megilsohu, because what we're just going to say is, I, why is she allowed to keep the rest of the sheet of gold? Why could she keep it? We'll say, because that's considered the margins. Like a regular paper, you don't write from, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of gaps on the top and the bottom, a little bit on the side. Mamela, he has to state explicitly that that's taking the place of her ksuba. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learn, so should we. Or, I'm sorry, the rabbis learn, and that's why they're rabbis. Second Tan Rabban. A man says, this is your get. You, It's yours, but guess what? The niar, the parchment, the paper, shali, is still mine. I still want to own the paper. This guy's a cheapskate. Yeah? It's your get, but the paper's too chashuv. She's not divorced. You can't do that. You can't give her ink with no paper. If he says, this is your get on condition to give it back, you give me back the paper, I raise the Migureshes. Then they are divorced. Okay. 
Now, one day, she'll have to give it back to him. But it doesn't matter, because all you need is that she was makabal get. She accepted a get. That's the only thing that matters. Venosan law. He gives it to her. He gave her a get. It's hers. She'll give it back tomorrow. She'll give it back in 10 years. Don't matter. She still is divorced. Kosher v'yosher. Boy, Rav, Rav Papa. Rav Papa has a question searching for information. Bein shita l'shita bein teva What happens if he says, I want to keep the ownership of my paper in between each word or each line? My, what is the halacha? Teku. We wait for Leo Novi to come and ask that Shaila. Says tomorrow, Viteku? Really? Viteku clay? Why don't we answer the Sefer Echad Amrachman of Leishnaim Certainly it should not be a valid get because if he's keeping ownership over part of the paper, that means she's getting some of it, he's keeping some of it, and you can't write a get on multiple pieces of paper that are not together, that are not, that are not connected. Sigmar says, Leitzricha de Ma'ura. Okay. That uh, the. Um, uh, we're still sticking with our answer because we're dealing with Ma'ura where it's all still connected. Okay. <coughs> now what's connected? So what's connected is like this. Even if he says, I'm going to do every other line, right? He says, you own the part of the get that it's re- there's writing and I own the part of the get where there's no writing. The reason why that could be okay is the Ma'ura, some letters in the Aleph phase don't stick to one line. There are always going to be letters that move to multiple lines. For example, a nun sofis or a kuf, the letters go, in order to become a letter, a kuf has to go to the next line. Otherwise, it's a hey. And since you're going to have one that is that goes from, from uh, one line to the next, it's going to be considered one, uh, one document. And... Ultimately, we don't. That's why we're sticking with a teku. We're unsure what to do. If somebody says, bin shita l'shita, bin teva l'teva, between word or lines, teku, we have to be feeling to come and explain to us what to do and, and how to view these situations where like the in-between lines or in-between words, that space is necessary. Okay? A new shayla. Brand new conversation. Here we go. Boy, Rami Barchama, Rami Barchama asked a question searching for information. If everybody knows, who's everybody? The Ilam. People know that this slave was, uh, this slave belonged to this specific Yid. The Get Kosov al Yadai. And the slave had a Get written on his hand. Now, not a get for himself. This is a get for a woman. And he's bringing the get to... Um, uh, he's coming to court with the get written with the wife. Mahu, what is the halacha? You hear this? So the shayla here is a case where the husband wrote a get to his wife on the skin of his eved. And the wife is showing up to court... With the Eved. Mao, what's the Allah? Do we say that since she's bringing him to court, the husband gave the ownership of the Eved over to the woman, and therefore it's like he handed her a get written on this on the on the body of the Eved. Or perhaps or maybe it's considered like the servant himself gave himself over to the wife, and it's not considered an Asina. A handoff from from um, from husband to wife, and it would be possible. 
Amar Rava, Rava says, why don't we answer this, the Kosav Sheyachal is Daifu? Maybe the, in general, that we have a problem that it's a Ksiva Sheyachal is Daif, that it's possible to forge. Yeah, in other words, one of the things that are absolutely incredible, I'm nispoled by this, I can't claim every day, if I was so good, I would do every day, a few times a week, I am blown away at the, at the incredible, the word is, um, when something could be used in so many ways, um, uh, the, the, uh, how incredible the skin is. And I give my kids baths when I get something on me where it's anything. It's incredible how the Rebbe made skin in a way. There's no surface that functions like the skin. We can get ink on us and dirt and things that stain and that. And, te- and with, a, with the right things, the mamish, it just comes off. And, and and it's the, the skin is mamish. It's the, the it's miraculous. I think about this like a few times a week. I'm like, wow! Like how'd that just come off? How'd that happen? I just had this on my skin and ma- like slides off. No way this would have come off of uh, of any other surface. So says the Gemara that maybe the issue here is that if it's written on the skin of an eved, it shouldn't be considered a get because it could come off easily. Right? You could get uh, you can get permanent marker off a of skin. Well, the Rava Kashim Asnisa and Alayad Shell Eved. And says, they say, according to Rava, our Brysa Lamaisa says it could be on the hand of, of, of an Eved. So, you know, obviously skin itself is going to be okay. So the Gemara says, one second, no, Bishma Masis and the Rava Lakasha, that's not a question on Rava, but Ede Mesira. I'll say where there was Ede Mesira, there were witnesses that the get was given over to the wife. For Rebbe Lazar, you weren't following Shitas, Rebbe Lazar, who holds that what? Ede Mesira Karsi, remember? Right, we had a machlekas. Whether it was the witnesses who signed on the document that affect the divorce, or whether it's witnesses on the handoff. Rabbi Lazar held it was the witnesses on the handoff. So if you hold a de mesira karsi, that's the main thing, and we're good to go. El Rami Barchama Kasha, but according to Rami Barchama, um, who says that there's that it's not necessary to have Adim on the mesira on the handoff. So then we have a question on Rava. Yeah, we should consider it to be puzzle. Why is it puzzle? Because it was written on skin, and skin is something that is uh, can easily be changed around or erased. Says the Gemara, no, because we're talking about kaka. Maybe we're dealing with where the husband tattooed the get into his ever kenani, and therefore it's under the skin; it ain't ever coming off, and therefore it could be a kosher get. Says the Gemara, Hashadas Lahachi. Well, one second. If you're talking about a tattoo, Masnis and the Rabban Ami like Tikshi. So I'm not a question on Rabba, but Ksaibis Kaka. We can just say we're dealing with Ksaibis uh, Kaka. It can't be changed. So of course it's kosher. My Havala. What's the bottom line halacha over here? Toshma, come and listen. Dama Rishlakish. No, what's halacha if you write on the if you write on an Evan? Rishlakish says, Hagaidrais ain lahem chazaka. So like this. If you have animals, animals are alive, animals move around. If you see somebody walking near a cow, walking with a sheep, it's not necessarily theirs. Okay? It's not necessarily theirs. Now, why? Because animals move from place to place. If animals move from place to place, the same thing holds true with Ever Kananim. Ever Kananim were not these types of slaves that people think about from, uh, you know, before the Civil War, where they were, they were chained down to places and they couldn't run away and things. And Abba Kanani was basically a full-time butler, was a full-time servant 
that uh, they would, you know, they uh, their lives were taken care of financially. There was a, there was respect that uh, that the owners had to had to uh, accord the avodim. They were chayiv and mitzvahs uh, like a woman, and therefore, since if if we say that a animal is not going, if you write a get on an animal, it's not going to be good. Kavachaymer, it would not be good. Uh, it would not be a good get if you write it on top of a abbot. Boy, has a question searching confirmation. If let's say there is a tavla, there's a tablet, stone tablet, not a electric tablet. Yeah, shehi that uh, that it's her. She she owns it. We get You have the husband writes a get on the wife's thing. The wife owns it. And then the husband comes to court with this as his get. What's the Like this. A husband wants to show up to court and say, you get involved in whatever the circumstances are around their divorce. Should we say it's a valid divorce? Everybody knows that the tablet was hers. We know a tablet has to be owned by him. So here's the shaila. Do women know to davka specifically transfer ownership to the husband so that it could be a kosher get? Or do they not know that? If a woman doesn't necessarily know that, even if a husband shows up to court with a get, since we know that the tablet belonged to her, it shouldn't be a valid get. Amr Abayi says, Tashma, come and answer the shaila. Rev Yehuda ben Bava was made. He testified. About Kfar Baba, about Kfar Katan, about a small town. That was near Echot. There was an elderly person living there. Now Zakin means it's an acronym, not only for elderly. Zakin Zayin Kufnun means Zeshekana Chachma. Right, Zeshekana, a person who's acquired Zakin Zeshekana. Where's Chachma? Where's Chachma? Where's wisdom? You don't need to say Chachma. You know why? The only thing we ever truly acquire is Chachma. You, can't, you don't truly own anything else. Everything else is lost. We don't keep with us permanently. It's temporary. The only thing that we take with us is Chachma. So what's the, what's the only thing you can be kind of? Chachma. That's why Zakin is called a Zakin. As opposed to a Ziknach. Yeah, Zeshekana Chachma. Zakin, because by definition, Zeshekana, a person who's acquired, a person who's been through life, they have experience. There's wisdom that comes, uh, that comes with living. So it's a zakin there. And this uh, this zakin was the uh, he would lend money to people in this uh, people in this town. The kaisav biksav yodai, and um, he would uh, and and he would write it in his own ksav yodai. He would write it with his own uh, handwriting. And after he would write it, others would sign on it. And this story came in front of the Chachamim, the Chshiru, and they said it is kosher. You need a safer that could be acquired, and he didn't necessarily give over the ownership to others. Why is it a valid get? Says the Gemara, rather it must be. We're going to say that we assume he did give it over to them. Now, if we're going to assume he did give it over to them, we should say as well, this, this Zokin from the small town should have the same halacha 
as uh, we, we should assume that a wife knows to give over ownership to her husband too, and it should be valid. Amarav, Rabbi says, Umay Kusha, what's the whole uh, question, what's the whole conversation over here? Doma, perhaps, top of tomorrow's, uh, top of tomorrow's daf, Zokin shiny. Just because a Zokin knows to do this means a woman knows how to do it. No, a Zokin shiny, the Yadi Lakni has been around the block. He's been alive. So he knows how getting work, he knows the, he knows the, 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 the rules of the road, but a regular woman who owned the tablet doesn't necessarily know to give it to her husband. Okay, let's get a couple more steps in just to wrap up the sugya. Ready? Rather, Rava tries to answer the Shiloh from here. Again, what's the Shiloh? If you have a tablet known to be the woman's and the husband shows up to court with the get written on it, did the woman know to give ownership to the husband or not? So, if you have um, people that sign on a document, and then you have a guarantor who signs after the adim. Okay, so you have a whole document. At the bottom, he writes, you know, and, and I'll guarantee this get. I'll guarantee this loan. I'm sorry. The is, you can only collect from the guarantors free nechosim from uh, unencumbered property. You cannot collect from... Uh, Nechosim Meshubadim, property, real estate properties that have a lien. So you see from over here that um, the same way the lender knows the, the, uh, that, that he's lending to a specific guy, and the Arabs coming on afterwards, we're going to assume that he knows the ins and outs of Hilchas loans. Over here as well, a woman who's getting involved in a get will assume she knows the ins and outs of the laws of get, and she knew to give it to the husband. Which the Gemara says, no, I'm Ravashi, my Kusha, no, no, no connection here. Over here, when it comes to loans, people who are involved in loans, they, they uh, cross their T's and dot their I's. It has, they know for sure everything that has to go on over here. But when a woman's involved in get, very often, you know, she doesn't. And this is, this is practically true. It's very complex, the laws of getting. People rely... On, on others to help them out um, to ensure it's a kosher get. And the woman may have done so as well and unknowingly not given over ownership to her husband. Elam Ravashi Behacha. Rather, Ravashi says, I'll answer the Shiloh from here. You ready? Let's see what the Allah is. Isha Kaiseves as Gita. A woman is permitted to write her own get. A man can write his own shaiver, can write his own receipt on a loan. She'en kiyom aget ela bechaysmav because the kiyom aget is only by the chaysmav by those who sign it. Okay, and since it's only by those who uh, by those who sign it, so that's what establishes the the kashrus, and uh, it's going to come out that where the halacha would be if you have a, a tablet that was known to be owned by a woman and a husband walks into court with the get written on it. Do we assume that she gave him ownership? The answer is yes. She's given him ownership. She knows about it. We'll hold it here for today. And Be'ez Hashem, we'll pick up from Amar Rava tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.